Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. King Lear, Act 4. Had better thus and known to be condemned, and still condemned and flattered, to be worse, the lowest and most dejected thing of fortune, stands still in esperance, lives not in fear, but lamentable changes from the best, whilst returns to laughter. Welcome, then, thou unsubstantial air that I embrace! The wretch that thou hast blown unto the worst owes nothing to thy blasts! But who comes here? My father, poorly led. World, world, oh world! But that thy strange mutations make us hate thee! I would not yield to age. Is that the naked fellow? Aye, my lord, tis poor mad Tom. Then, prithee, Get thee gone. I'll entreat him to leave me. Alack, sir, you cannot see your way. I have no way, and therefore want no eyes. I stumbled when I saw. Alack, sir, he is mad. Tis the time's plague when madmen lead the blind. I bid thee go. Sirrah, naked fellow. Oh, poor Tom's a cold. <laughs> I cannot delve it further. Come hither, fellow. And yet I must. Bless thy sweet eyes, they bleed. Knowest thou the way to Dover? Both style and gate, horseway and footpath. Bless thee, good man's son, from the foul fiend. Five fiends have been in poor Tom at once. <laughs> of lust, of dumbness, of stealing, of murder, of mopping and mowing. So bless thee, master. Dost thou know Dover? Aye, master. There is a cliff whose high and bending head looks fearfully in the confined deep. Bring me but to the very brim of it, and I'll repair the misery thou dost bear with something rich about me. From that place I shall no leading need. Give me thy arm. <laughs> Poor Tom shall lead thee. Welcome, my lord. I marvel our mild husband not met us on the way. Now, where's your master? Madam, within. But never man so changed. I told him of the army that was landed. He smiled at it. I told him you were coming. His answer was the worse of Gloucester's treachery and of loyal service of his son when I informed him. Then he called me sot and told me I had turned the wrong side out. What most he should dislike seems pleasant to him. What like, offensive. Then shall you go no further. It is the cowish terror of his spirit that dares not undertake. He'll not feel wrongs which tie him to an answer. Our wishes on the way may prove effects. Back, Edmund, to my brother. Hasten his musters and conduct his powers. I must change arms at home and give the distaff into my husband's hands. This trusty servant shall pass between us. Ere long, you are like to hear, 
if you dare venture in your own behalf, a mistress's command. Wear this, spare speech. Decline your head. This kiss, if it durst speak, would stretch thy spirits up into the air. Conceive, and fare thee well. Yours, in the ranks of death. My most dear Gloucester. Oh, the difference of man. And man. To thee a woman's services are due. My fool usurps my body. Madam, here comes my lord. I have been worth the whistle. Oh, Goneril, you are not worth the dust which the rude wind blows in your face. I fear your disposition. That nature which condemns its origin cannot be bordered certain in itself. She that herself will sliver and disbranch from her material sap, perforce must wither and come to deadly use. No more. The text is foolish. Where's thy drum? France spreads his banners in our noiseless land. With plumed helm thy state begins to threat, whilst thou, a moral fool, sits still and cries, Alack! Why does he so? See thyself, devil. Proper deformity seems not in the fiend so horrid as in woman. Oh, vain fool! Marry your manhood. Mew! What news? Oh, my good lord, the Duke of Cornwall's dead. Slain by his servant going to put out the other eye of Gloucester. Gloucester's eye? This letter, madam, craves a speedy answer. Tis from your sister. One way I like this well. But being widow, and my Gloucester with her, may all the building in my fancy pluck upon my hateful life. Another way, the news is not so tart. I'll read and answer. Where was his son when they did take his eyes? Come with my lady hither. He is not here. No, my good lord. I met him back again. Knows he the wickedness? Aye, my good lord. Twas he informed against him and quit the house on purpose that their punishment might have the freer course. Gloucester, I live to thank thee for the love thou showest the king, and to revenge thine eyes. Come hither, friend. Tell me what more thou knowest. Alack, tis he. Why, he was met even now as mad as the vexed sea singing aloud, crowned with rank, fumiter and furrow weeds, with burdocks, hemlock, nettles, cuckoo flowers, darnel and all the idle weeds that grow in our sustaining corn. A century send forth, search every acre in the high-grown field and bring him to our eye. What can man's wisdom in the restoring his bereaved sense. He that helps him take all my outward worth. There is means, madam. Our foster nurse of nature is repose, the which he lacks. That to provoke in him are many simples operative, whose power will close the eye of anguish. Oh, blessed secrets. All you unpublished virtues of the earth spring with my tears. Be aidant and remediate in the good man's distress. Seek, seek for him. 
lest his ungoverned rage dissolve the life that wants the means to lead it. News, madam, the British powers are marching hitherward. Tis known before. Our preparation stands in expectation of them. Oh, dear father, it is thy business that I go about. Therefore, great France, my mourning and important tears have pitied. No blown ambition doth our arms incite. But love, dear love, and our aged father's right. Soon may I hear and see him. But are my brother's powers set forth? Aye, madam. Himself in person there? Madam, with much ado. Your sister is the better soldier. Lord Edmund spake not with your lord at home? No, madam. What might import my sister's letter to him? I know not, lady. Faith, he is posted hence on serious matter. It was great ignorance, Gloucester's eyes being out to let him live. Where he arrives, he moves all hearts against us. Edmund, I think, is gone in pity of his misery, to dispatch his knighted life, moreover, to decry the strength of the enemy. I must needs after him, madam, with my letter. Our troops set forth tomorrow. Stay with us. The ways are dangerous. I may not, madam. My lady charged my duty in this business. Why should she write to Edmund? Might not you transport her purposes by word? I know your lady does not love her husband, I am sure of that. And at her late being here, she gave strange oyards and most speaking looks to noble Edmund. I know you are of her bosom. Aye, madam. I speak in understanding. You are. I know it. Therefore, I do advise you, take this note. My lord is dead. Edmund and I have talked, and more convenient is he for my hand than for your lady's, so fare you well. If you do chance to hear of that blind traitor, preferment falls on him that cuts him off. Would I could meet him, madam. I should show what party I do follow. Hmm. Fare thee well. Shall we come to the top of that same hill? You do climb up it now. Look, how we labour. Methinks the ground is even. Oh, horrible steep. Hark, do you hear the sea? No, truly. Why then? Your other sense has grown perfect by your eyes' anguish. So may it be, indeed. Methinks thy voice is altered, and thou speakst in better phrase and matter than thou didst. (laughs) You're much deceived. And nothing am I changed but in my garments. Methinks you're better spoken. Come on, sir. Here's the place. Stand still. How fearful and dizzy it is <laughs> to cast one eye so low. The crows and chuffs that wing the midway air show scarce so gross as beetles. Halfway down hangs one that gathers samphire. Dreadful traitor. Methinks he seems no bigger than his head. The fisherman that walk upon the beach appear like mice 
and yon's tall anchoring bark diminished to her cock, her cock, a boy almost too small for sight. The murmuring surge that on the unnumbered idle pebbles chafes cannot be heard so high. I'll look no more, <laughs> lest my brain turn the deficient sight topple down headlong. Set me where you stand. Give me your hand. You are now within a foot of the extreme verge. For all beneath the moon would I not leap upright. Let go my hand. Go thou farther off, bid me farewell, and let me hear thee go. Now fare thee well, good sir. With all my heart. Why I do trifle thus with this despair is done to cure it. Oh, mighty gods. This world I do renounce, and in your sights shake patiently my great affliction off. If Edgar live, oh, bless him. Now, fellow, fare thee well. Gone, sir. Farewell. And yet I know not how conceit may rob the treasury of life when life itself yields to the theft. Had he been where he thought, by this had thought been passed. Huh. Alive or dead? Oh, you, sir, friend, hear you, sir, speak. This might he pass indeed, yet he revives. What are you, sir? Away, and let me die. Hadst thou been aught but gossamer, feathers, air? So many fathom down precipitate. Thou shivered like an egg, but thou dost breathe. Hast heavy substance, bleeds not, speaks, art sound. Thy life's a miracle. Speak yet again. But have I fallen? Or no? Oh, from the dread summit of this chalky barn. Look up behind. The shrill gorge like so far cannot be seen or heard. Do but look up. Alack, I have no eyes. Is wretchedness deprived that benefit to end itself by death? Give me your arm. Up. So, how's it? Fill you your legs. You stand. Too well. Too well. Henceforth, I'll bear affliction till it do cry out itself, enough, enough, and die. Bear free and patient thoughts. But who comes here? The safer sense will ne'er accommodate his master thus. No, they cannot touch me for Corning. I am the king himself. Oh, thou sight-piercing sight! Nature's above art in that respect. There's your best money. That fellow handles his bow like a crowkeeper. Troll me a clothier's yard. Look, look, a mouse. Peace, peace. This piece of toasted cheese will do it. There's my gauntlet. I'll prove it on a giant. Bring up the brown bills. Oh, well flown. Body the clout, either clout. Shoot. Give me the word. Sweet marjoram. Pass. I know that voice. Ha! Goderal, with a white beard. They flattered me like a dog and told me I had white hairs in my beard ere the black ones were there to say I and no to everything that I said. I and no too was no good divinity. The trick of that voice I do well remember is not the king. I, every inch a king. When I do stare, see how the subject quakes. I pardon that man's life. What was thy cause? 
Adultery? I shall not die. Die for adultery? No. Let copulation thrive. For Gloucester's bastard son was kinder to his father than my daughter's got between the lawful sheets. Toot, luxury pell-mell, for I lack soldiers. Down from the waist, they are centaurs, the women all above. To the girdle did the gods inherit. Beneath is all the fiends. There's hell, there's darkness, there's the sulfurous pit. Burning, scolding stench, consumption. Hi, hi, fi, ha, ha! Give me an ounce of it, good apothecary, to sweeten my imagination. There's money for you. Oh, let me kiss that hand. Let me wipe it first. It smells of mortality. Dost thou know me? I remember thine eyes well enough. Read thou this challenge. Mark but the penning of it. Were all the letters sons, I could not see one. Read. What? With the case of eyes? Oh, oh, are you there with me? No eyes in your head, nor no money in your purse. Your eyes are in a heavy case, yet you see how this world goes. I see it feelingly. What? Art mad? A man may see how this world goes with no eyes. Get me glass eyes, and like a scurvy politician, seem to see the things thou dost not. No, 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 no. If thou wilt weep my fortunes, take my eyes. I know thee well enough. Thy name is Gloucester. Thou must be patient. Weak and crying hither, thou knowest the first time that we smell the air, we wail and cry. I will preach to thee, Mark. Alack! Alack the day! When we are born, we cry that we are come to this great stage of fools. This is a good block. It were a delicate stratagem to shew a troop of horses with felt. I put in proof, and when I have stolen upon these sons-in-law, then kill, 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 kill! Oh, here he is. Lay hand upon him. Sir, your most dear daughter. No rescue? What? A prisoner? I'm even the natural fool of fortune. Use me well, you shall have ransom. Let me have surgeons and cut to the brains. You shall have anything. No seconds. Or myself. Aye, this would make a man a man of salt. To use his eyes for garden water pots. Aye, and laying autumn's dust. Good sir. I will die bravely, like a bridegroom. What? I will be jovial. Come, come. I am a king, my masters. Know you that. You are a royal one, and we obey you. Then there's life in it. Nay, if you get it, you shall get it with running. Sa 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 sa! A sight most pitiful in the meanest wretch. Past speaking of in a king, thou hast one daughter who redeems nature from the general curse which Twain hath brought her to? Hail, gentle madam. Sir, speed you, what's your will? Do you hear aught, sir, of a battle toward? Most sure and vulgar, everyone hears that which can distinguish sound. But, by your favour, how near's the other army? Near, and on speedy foot. The main descry stands on the hourly thought. I thank you, madam. That's all. Though that the Queen on special cause is here, her army is moved on. I thank you. You ever gentle gods... Take my breath from me. 
Let not my worser spirit tempt me again to die before you, please. Well, pray you, father. Now, good sir, what are you? A most poor man, made tame to fortune's blows, who, by the art of known and feeling sorrows, am pregnant to good pity. Give me your hand. I'll lead you to some biting. What murdered rogue is here? Oswald! I know thee well. Serviceable villain, as duties to the vices of thy mistress as badness would desire. Let's see these pockets. The letters that she bears may be my friends. Let us see. Hmm. Let our reciprocal vows be remembered. You have many opportunities to cut him off. If your will wants not, time and place will be fruitfully offered. There is nothing done if he return the conqueror. Then I am the prisoner, and his bed my goal. From the loathed warmth whereof deliver me, and supply the place for your labour. Your wife, so I would say. Affectionate servant. Gonorrhea. A plot upon her virtuous husband's life, and the exchange my brother! Oh, thou good Kent, how shall I live and work to match thy goodness? My life will be too short and every measure fail me. To be acknowledged, madam, is paid. All my reports go with the modest truth. Nor more, nor clipped, but so. Oh, my dear father! Restoration hang thy medicine on my lips and let this kiss repair those violent harms that my two sisters have in thy reverence made. He wakes. Speak to him. Madam, do you, tis fittest. How does my royal lord? How fares your majesty? You do me wrong to take me out of the grave. Thou art a soul in bliss, but I am bound upon a wheel of fire, that mine own tears do scold like molten lead. Sir, do you know me? You are a spirit, I know. When did you die? Still, still, far wide. He's scarce awake. Let him alone a while. Where have I been? Where am I? Fair daylight? I'm mightily abused. I should in die with pity to see enough of us. I know not what to say. I will not swear these are my hands. Let's see. I feel this pinprick. Would I were assured of my condition. Oh, look upon me, sir, and hold your hands in benediction over me. No, sir, you must not kneel. Pray do not mock me. I am a very foolish, fond old man, fourscore and upward, not an hour more, nor less. And to deal plainly, I fear I am not in my perfect mind. Methinks I should know you, and know this man. Yet I had doubtful why, for I am mainly ignorant what place this is, and all the skill I have remembers not these garments. Nor I know not where I did lodge last night. Do not laugh at me. For as I am a man, I think this lady to be my child, Cordelia. And so I am. I am. Be your tears wet? Yes, they, I pray weep not. If you have poison for me, I will drink it. I know you do not love me, but your sisters have, as I do remember, done me wrong. You have some cause, they have not. No cause. No cause. Am I in France? 
In your own kingdom, sir. Do not abuse me. Be comforted, good madam. The great rage you see is killed in him. Desire him to go in. Will it please your highness walk? You must bear with me. Pray you now. Forget and forgive. I am old and foolish. Holds it true, sir, that the Duke of Cornwall was so slain? Most certain. Who is conductor of his people? As to said, the bastard son of Gloucester. They say Edgar, his banished son, is with the Earl of Kent in Germany. Report is changeable. Tis time to look about. The powers of the kingdom approach apace. The arbitrament is like to be bloody. Fare you well, sir. My point and period will be thoroughly wrought. Or well, or ill, as this day's battles fought. Here, Father, take the shadow of this tree for your good host. Pray that the right may thrive. If I ever return to you again, I'll bring you comfort. was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Philip Donnelly as Lear, Katie Herbert as Regan, Joe Emery as Goneril, Hannah Rogers as Cordelia, Luke Martin as Edmund, TJ Lee as Edgar, Andrew Faber as Kent, Robert Aldington as Gloucester, Alistair Sanderson as Albany, Jackie Dan as Oswald, Mary Hall as the Old Woman, the Doctor and the Gentlewoman, and Stephen J. Davis as the Messenger. Title music was by Dream Cave, Additional music by Kevin MacLeod and Epidemic Sound, and sound recording by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound. <laughs>